Welcome to the Natural Running Network, the information resource for athletes that are trying to get it done and get it done right. My name is Richard Diaz. I'm your host. Sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Right. My arms look big here. Big. It looks yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at the guns on that guy. Yeah. Woo, baby. I got on the scale this morning at 207. Yeah? And I'm cranking miles, dude. You know, five-hour bike rides, runs in the mountains. I'm fast again, but I'm just thick. Nothing you can do. There's something you could do. Run more? Yeah. Crank it out. I'm up to 35 miles a week at least. Uh, you know, you're a 50-mile guy. I know I'm a 50-mile guy, but I will tell you, and you know this just as well as I do, it's like you can't just chuck a bunch of miles at something and expect that it's going to hold on tight. Like, I'm a big believer in, like, you got to go up, 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 up. Well, so, you know, I just wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> you got to talk about your book. No, I mean, you just, when you start talking about the way you should approach this, you didn't look at it. But I promise you, the flow concept. You also never sent me one. I did. When? You know what? I have a copy in there for you right now. Oh, thanks. I'm going to bring it to you. I know the guy who's on the cover of it. I swear. You never sent me one. I didn't send one to anybody. I well, it's just like you don't make you don't make me feel dude, bad about so, not reading it. So look, dude, you were supposed to come over. You didn't. I had it. What do you I, mean come over? I don't want to go into the projects all that right. didn't get finished. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but I do. I have one in here for you right now. No question about it. So we're not here to talk about my book, even though it's a great conversation. I believe in it heavily. Oh my God, it's huge. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But here's what I'm going to say, which I said before. I can do endless amounts of hours on the bike, and it's never going to hurt me. Last year, I went from doing the CrossFit Games straight into doing, uh, like, just wanted to jump into that, doing that Tahoe thing. And I did relatively well on the run. I didn't push myself too hard, but then I went straight into high rocks training. And I was, I dude, I ran, like, 10, 15 miles a week. And then all of a sudden, I revved it up big time, and I did a, uh, that 60-mile ultra and just wrecked myself. Yeah, well, you're asking you're asking of yourself what your body can't deliver. Well, that's exactly what I just said, the 50-mile weeks. You just can't deliver. Well, no, I, no, I didn't, I didn't say just to go there. I'm just saying that's where you should be living. I wish. Somewhere in that range is, is a good place for you to hang out. I cranked a sub-15 5K while training with you um, off of 50 miles a week. I think I think that you have the capacity to do marvelous things inside of 13 miles if that was your focus. Yeah. And the operative word in all of this with you is focus, clearly. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about your psyche and your circumstances. We're here to talk about your program. OCR stars. Yeah. I've been hearing it from everybody. They won't shut up about they it. They won't shut up about Nobody it. Nobody can get enough of it. And I, you know, uh, when... Actually, VJ called me. He said, hey, dude, what, this thing looks pretty cool. What the, uh, uh, uh. I said, let me get a hold of the guy. Let me see what he's doing. And uh, so I called you, and you kind of gave me the, uh, the upshot of it. And you know, I'm sure you were waiting for me to give you crap about it one way or the other. Did I? I don't think so. I didn't. You know so. I, didn't, I did not give you shit about that at all. I'm a charitable champ. That's uh, <laughs> I, I told you that I thought it was a, was a good idea. And the most critical part of this, and I want you to know that I told everybody this, the distinguishing difference between what you're doing right now with this project versus everybody else that's gone virtual goofy, mm -hmm. you got skin in the game. Yeah. Skin in the game is a big deal yeah. because 
I want to know that if I'm going to put my foot in it, that you got your foot in it as deep as me. Dude, I woke up this morning. I literally got out of bed, 5 in the morning, drove up, uh, sat at my desk, and I just I cranked. I already did two sponsorship calls this morning. I've already contacted several gyms. I put $30,000 of my own money into this project. I I'm, Stop there, okay, yeah. because all that conversation about calling for sponsors and stuff like that, everybody's doing that. But nobody prefaces the conversation with these sponsors by saying, I got $30,000 of my own money in this. Yeah. yeah, That's the difference because when people hear you say that besides you begging for money, mm -hmm. you're so committed that you put your own money into the deal, Yeah, to that extent, I, I applaud you for that. I think that's going to be the difference. It's entirely McIntyre funded, by the way. Um, I'll be totally honest, the other chunk of funding came from my brother Garrett, and I didn't ask for it. Um, this whole idea came up because it was 4th of July, and uh, I just had found out from somebody that Spartan Race was planning on canceling everything, but they hadn't told anybody yet. I kind of got the inside scoop, and I was training up for West Virginia and Dubai, and I was like, fuck. I was like, that's it, like another thing gone. Like, I've literally lost everything. I was like, I don't know. I've been cranking out miles. I've just been just like starting to feel good again, started to kind of just change everything up, get all revved up about it. And I was like, that's it, dude. I'm putting something on. And I just started making phone calls. And my brother was just sitting there because he we were sharing the same home at the time. He's like, this is a really good idea. He's like, I want to help. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not going to take your money. Like, honestly, I would never ask for that. And he goes, I didn't say anything. I was on all these other business calls. And he literally called me when I flew away. And he's like, I want to contribute to this thing. He's like, I think this is going to be a brilliant idea. He's like, I 100% believe in it. So, yeah, he was my one of my first sponsors ever. Between my dad and him, they both were people helping me pay to get my first couple races. So, I'm pretty proud to say that he's uh, helping sponsor this thing as well. So, it's a McIntyre-funded business, and we fully believe in what we're doing. So, what I know, and probably a lot of people that know you probably don't know, is along your journey right? Mm -hmm. You were one of the only athletes in the sport of OCR that was making a living. Yeah. And I mean, there are other guys, but it's a short list, right? Yeah. And you were making a living. And then you had these things lined up where it was coming along. Yeah. And then this fell out. And then the other thing fell out. And you were, they were pulling the rug out from underneath you left and freaking right. Yeah. And it was sad to watch because, you know, all the work you were doing, you had whatever you were doing with the uh, Spartan events, then the Tough Mudder thing came together, the Tough Mudder TM, uh, MX, TMX, whatever yeah. it was called, and then High Rocks. I mean, it's like left and right, you kicked the shit out of it, and they took it away from you. Yeah. I mean, I've lost. I mean, they did. First time it came on, they did the one-mile championship for Spartan Race in 2014. Humongous turnout, incredible, uh, incredible visibility for the sport and athletes doing their thing. It's the first time short course came around. Just crushed it out of the park, and I was so excited about it. They canceled it. Next was Extreme Nation. Big cash prizes, probably the biggest yet in our sport. Uh, short course crushed the hell out of it. Next thing you know, boom, chopped in half. Uh, next thing you know, we had, uh, gosh, we had TMX. We had Broken Skull Ranch. Showed up, did my thing, chopped in half. And, you know... So what? That's just the nature of the beast. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's so what? Yeah, I know, listen. I don't know what you want me to do. I literally have I, I've redesigned myself as an athlete so many different times, 
And I just like that's part of the reason why this thing came out. I was like, I just cannot leave my career and my lifestyle in the hands of other providers. Meaning, whether it might all my sponsors drop me except for Pure Spectrum, um, and I'm very grateful to have them on board. They're also the title sponsor of our event now. Uh, every single one of my paychecks from going to we were going to go to Dubai to compete. We were going to go. Uh, I had a special event in Dubai. I had High Rocks World Championships. I had Spartan Race World Championships. Every single event was canceled. So I was just like, I went from having this incredibly bona fide schedule and, and like, you know, uh, annual income down to making less than $36,000 a year. And I've been investing every part of my lifestyle into this for the past 10 years. And I just said, I was like, that's it. I was like, I cannot leave this in the hands of other people anymore. And the, the, base, the basis of this business is kind of like a crowdsourced and crowdfunded business. We're asking everybody in the industry who believes in what we're doing as much as I do. Like if you're listening to this, obviously you believe in it. To help come together, to help fund this thing, to grow this thing, to be able to give the sport back. This company is not going to be designed like a Spartan Racer or a Tough Mudder like, that is designed to make money. This is designed to provide an experience for athletes. And first and foremost, like we want it to be the most exciting event that you could possibly sign up for right now. We also want to make sure that if you are a pro, you're getting funded. We want to make sure if you're an age grouper that you're getting validated and you're getting all these incredible prizes. Um, we want you to have the best shoes, the best watches, the best shirts. Whatever it is, like we're giving you exactly, we're gonna make you feel like a pro for the day. So, I mean, this whole thing has been built off that mindset. Rather than being a multi-billion-dollar business to come, it's meant to be reach millions and billions of people. If, if that is that, that's a potential. So let's talk about the event. Um, the first event is November second, third. November second, we go live. We okay. do the pro show. When you say go live, that means that everybody competes on that day. You have until November 1st to sign up. We'll, we'll probably keep registration open just in case people want to come in and partake, but obviously you, you'll be limited because if you only have, just like in our pro series, if you do, if there's four events. Half and you the only, events, you're yeah, screwed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, November 2nd, 5 p.m. PST, we, we release event one. We do the pro show. We're going to do, do the workout with a bunch of pros. We've got two incredible pros that are supposed to be flying in to compete against me. Who are they? Uh, I can't really release that information just because... Anybody I know? Of course. <laughs> the, these are the fastest people on the planet. All right. Uh, In the sport? That and outside the sport. You think? Oh, yeah. Some of them. I'll put it to you this way. These people have won traditional uh, traditional running champ world championships. So I already know who it is. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. So basically, uh, nothing's certain until they show up. Uh, just with the circumstances of the world right now, everything's just been so uh, willy wonky. It's just like I can't promise anything, and I don't want to deliver. I don't want to promise until I deliver. Okay. So we'll do the pro show. You have from Monday 5 p.m. PST until Friday 5 p.m. PST to submit your score and compete. You have we work with Strava and Wad uh, Wadify a Wadproof app to basically Strava is meant for recording the runs. Wadproof app is meant for recording the inside gym. It shows a, a camera with a clock, and it validates the date that it's actually done so that people can't try to cheat this. So they physically, with their app, video themselves doing the workout. Super simple. So that makes it available to you to promote that and show Every, it. Everything is embedded. You take that link of your recording. You put it into our uh, website called Competition Corner, which is basically the athletic provider and ranking system. Right. 
put it in, let's say in let's say the event's a three mile time trial, you do it in fifteen minutes, that's uh six uh three hundred seconds, that's nine hundred second score. Okay, so you put it in, we're doing it by seconds. So your score is nine hundred seconds. We're asking everybody, everyone should know this right now that it's it's a kick lap. We want everyone to do the last lap or last mile as fast as possible. So if you if we had a tie break where there was two 15-minute um, scores in the three-mile, the person who does the last mile, if you did it in a 450 and the other person did it in a 455, the 450 is the tie-breaking winner. So we do things like that. You punch a score in. I can click it. I can see that it's recorded on Strava as long as it shows cadence and the actual run. It's proof. Cadence shows that you're actually running rather than driving in a car or a bicycle. Um, and the Strava link actually proves that you did it via GPS. The WAD proof app is pretty simple. It shows your whole body moving through time and space doing all the movements. And we have a whole judging team. And, uh, you know, it's as best as it can get. Okay, so let's just say that, for example, I was to sign up for this thing. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get a download of the detailed rules and regulations for the situation? 100%. So it's not available right now. It comes out like as soon as 5 p.m. PST hits, all of a sudden you can go to Comp Corner and it opens up a new page. Like all of a sudden it's like this secret window exposed. You can click on Workout 1. Let's say it's uh, you know the three-mile time trial. Workout 2 is a gym workout. Let's say it's like 100 burpee pull-ups for time or something like that, which would be a brutal workout. It tells you the rules. Like it shows you have to do a burpee. Everything has to touch the ground, chest, knit. Uh, hips, knees, and feet are all touching the ground at the same time. Jump up, pull your chin over the bar, show the chin over the bar, come back down. That's one full rep. You know, there'll be all the descriptions. And you have to do 100 reps for time, you know. The tiebreaker is the last rep, you know. So. Okay, so now we have elite categories and we have like age groupers for lack of a better term, I Elites, guess. yep. There's going to be, uh, you know, elites. There's, it's open. You can sign, anybody can sign up in any category they want. There's no limit to how many people can sign up. So you could basically do age group, you can do pro, or you can do team. And you can be age group or pro and still sign up for team. So it doesn't matter. Okay, so now team, how many is on the team? Five men, five women. So there's a team of five men, break, there's a team of five women. It's not combined. We will, we are, we're, we're thinking about doing co-ed. Um, we've been getting a lot of messages, but until I reach this point where it's like a ton of people really want this thing, I'm not adding more work for us. So I'm looking for hiccups, okay? If there's five men, five women, what if you're trying to put a team together, you can only pull three guys and two girls, or you're no, screwed? Not my problem. All right, just I'm just asking because you know I could see where that's kind of a big number. If you if I could see where maybe a team of two guys, two girls. Well, that's why we're thinking about doing the co-ed, and people are asking a lot. But here's the thing: it's like this is meant to be an athletic event, not meant to be another one of these virtual turkey trots. Like I get it. Everyone's like, well, you know, I don't have the equipment. And I was like, well, if you showed up in an obstacle race and you couldn't do the obstacle, you didn't complete the 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 challenge, like you know, the task of the Got challenge. It, yeah. Like I'm. The, the weight equipment is, I'll just give you this, is two 50-pound dumbbells, a 24 by 30 by 20-inch box, just like the ones you have in your garage, uh, and a pull-up bar that's bolted into the wall. That's it. It's got to be bolted into the ground or the wall. I can't have the cheap ones. People are messaging me left, right, and center. They're like, dude, I don't have that equipment. And I was like, dude, if you show up to a Spartan race and you're, in the, and you're, you're competing, you're going to have to put two 50-pound sandbags on your back, just like our two 50-pound dumbbells. 
pretty simple. You're going to have to keep on climbing up a mountain. So I like imagine using a box. Like you need to show vertical travel within your when you're within your body. So we're using a box to do that. That's another hint for people who are maybe asking what might workouts we might be doing. And the pull-up bar. It's like we do tons of grip-based stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry. If you don't have a pull-up bar, it's like. So, but you have to have 50-pound dumbbells. You have to. Okay. It's so like, you couldn't use like 50-pound something else. You can use 50-pound uh, kettlebells too. Sorry. Okay. 50-pound dumbbells, 50-pound kettlebells. Like, I'm not taking this game in where people are like, hey, I no want No barbell. Like, uh, no barbell. No barbell. Um, I don't I'm only like shooting it. this out there so that when people are thinking of it, I just ask the question. No, no, but listen, we, we're, 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 we're basically getting these questions all day long and we're fielding them. So, you know, the reality is, is like there's, I want to make this event professional. Like, I had the conversation with Adrian. We qualify for his world championship next year. The reason why he was willing to partner with us is because the level of, of seriousness that we took into this, like the professionalism. Skin in the game. Yeah, he was like, hey, listen, like so many people have been contacting me and they want to do like mountain climbers and like frog taps and jumping jacks. I was like, you can't, you can't measure those things. You can't repeat those things. You can't really film those things at a high level. Everything that we're doing is super repeatable, measurable, and filmable. Everything that we're doing is very relatable to what we do in our sport. We're not doing these hocus-pocus workouts. This is not like the CrossFit Open at all. You're not doing handstand walks and 275-pound snatches overhead. It's like you'll never see that in our sport. We're creating workouts that are very run-based. It tests the capacity of what you could imagine would be all the way from a TMX time um, domain all the way up to like a, you know, we may, if we continue this business, be able to challenge people as far as like, you know, the beast domain. So, you know, in, in our gym workouts... The workouts completely are designed to show the kind of strength, conditioning, capacity of, of, uh, of an athlete that would be in our sport. Okay, so another question I might have is, I know that there's segments of events. So you do this, the first thing, and then you do the second thing, and then uh, how often are you doing these events? Is it over after you've done? So uh, my understanding is there's a run event and there's a strength event. Yeah, they're not combined. They're not combined. But they're on different days, right? Different weeks. Different. That's what I meant. There's, yeah. But then when those are done, you is can't there go back? Is there another series of these events? I mean, does it no. keep on? It's only four four workouts, four weeks, and then it's done. 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 I can't run this thing for a year. Well, no, the, I would if I were you. Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? If if you have, if you have success in the first go around, why would you not do it again? Well, I mean, I, I'm promising everybody this. is like, guys, like, I'm getting... If you noticed this already in every single one of these businesses is they start out and they have one really good thing and then they put on 10 extra ones the next year and then the business collapses? Well, they got in and over their head. Well, why do you, what makes you think that all of a sudden I'm some amazing event coordinator? Well, <laughs> dude, it's, uh, your history with this is not very good. You've done, when have you done it before? I'm not. I'm successful <laughs> at everything that I do. Though. I know, but... But why would so you ask the, me all of a sudden so to add look, work on what at, I already All have? I'm suggesting is that People see it, they get a taste of it, they heard about it, they missed it, they want it again. It, it may grow, but I well, think the, the, the thing that I'm noticing in this business, Battle Frog, Atlas Race, Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder used to make $100 million a year. They used to have hundreds of employees. They were a global business. I'm a bro. Like, I'm a bro. Yeah, but I get it. it. I'm just, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... Look, if, if I put something out there and it works, yes, uh, maybe I'll sit on it for a little bit and put it out there again. I totally, maybe do it quarterly. I right? totally get that it's a potential, but 
first and foremost, I'm gonna. I always believe in the rule of doing one thing and doing it very well. All right. So don't spread yourself out. All right. All of a sudden become I'm okay. This, I'm yeah. okay. I'm just. Uh, this is the question everybody asks me. Like I was even on a business call today. They're like, "So are you planning on doing another one of these?" I was like, "I I just want you to know that I'm going to do this one the very best of my capabilities before I try to promise anything." Well, else. you got to do that all the time anyway. Right? Totally, but yeah. like it's it's I, crazy to think that I don't know why so many people are like, "Hey, what's happening for round two? I was like, "We haven't even started round one." People yeah, are, well, but you got to think. Yeah, think a little bit of ahead. I mean, let, let's just, let's just say it's a booming success, which right? it will be. Well, let's say it will. Yeah, I would think that what you would want to do change it up a little bit and talk. I tell you, I have vision of doing something myself. Yeah, because I was a, an event promoter. Yeah. And I did this for a living. Competitive Sports Enterprises was a company I owned right about the time that you were suckling your mom's boob. I was doing this kind of thing. And I put on the first pro race for CBS Sports. You know this. Yeah. Um, and so I get this. But what there's such a hunger for events right now. And I know it's going to be satisfied, hopefully, in 2021. But I just wonder whether the complexion of things is really going to change. Because I don't think we're going to see the, the participation in gyms that we used to see. I think, I think a lot of people are going to start to adopt this home fitness mentality. I disagree. You do? Yeah. I think next year. Tell 24-hour let, fitness let, that. Let's just say, well, dude, like a, I can't help. Collapse businesses are collapsed businesses. Those are no longer players in the game. But the reality is this. Is, no, it's not a guarantee, but as soon as COVID ends, let's just say like we put a cut in it right now, all of a sudden COVID's disappeared, vaccinated, whatever the fuck it is. As soon as that happens, it will be like the, the super bloom that happened after the fire here in Malibu. Everything was torched to the ground in a way that you never thought it was going to come back again. I was devastated. That next spring, there was more flowers. There was more bugs. There was more animals. There was more life than I've ever seen in this city of mine, 10 years of living here. The people are going to go nuts. Gym numbers are going to skyrocket. The event numbers are going to skyrocket. The concert numbers are going to skyrocket. People do not like being held back, told what to do, or tied down. No, I realize that. And and but so what I'm suggesting is people amend their processes a little bit. Well, sure. My uh, pro- my experience will be successful continually. It's not like uh, yeah. So, so for example, um, you know, I virtually coach people, mm-hmm. and so these guys that I coach are so hungry to do events and they ask me every day man what should i do man i mean should i try one of these things or should i try one of, and and some of them are fetching for things that are quite frankly just a little ridiculous uh, that i wouldn't even bother doing but you know they're just so hungry to do something so what i've been seeing lately is a lot of guys going out and buying bicycles ocr athletes how many do you know now all of a sudden they're taking pictures on their road bikes right they're getting you gotta do something dude well that's my point is that they're they're starting to Open up Pandora's box. They're starting to, you know, uh, building their own gyms. All half my clientele ask me daily. So I'm trying to buy this treadmill. Which one should I get? I'm trying to buy this, you know, skier or rower or whatever. I can't get dumbbells. They're, you know, the, you know how difficult it is to get dumbbells right now in the market. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And and so these people are building their own little fortresses in their homes to to function in. And just the pale existence of going in not just because they're afraid that something's going to happen to them if they go into a gym, yep. but just the stink on it. So, like, I was talking to uh, one of my guys in the U.K. this morning, and he said that, you know, he had video of this event that went off in Europe, and it was an OCR event, and these guys are having a run with masks on, right? 
Dude, it's per, it's per city. I've traveled around the country. Um, unfortunately, not the world because they locked us down out of Europe. I've traveled around the world like ten times since COVID hit. And if you go to the right city in the right state, it's a, it's it's just like a, a popping off concert. No one gives. A, yeah, I know. I was, I was just in Austin a few months back, and literally tens of thousands of people in the streets, the rivers, and I was in. South and I was going to gyms and people are just on fire, and I'm not saying anything's right or wrong. Whatever the process may be, um, I'm not saying that uh, you know COVID's real or not. I'm just saying that it depends, and I think that eventually everyone's going to get fed up with it and it's going to explode. And I know that I know that experiences like mine are going to continue uh, continue to grow because now. Um, so many businesses have collapsed during this time. It's sad. Like, there's a pretty good chance that Tough Mudder may never get back up on its feet. There's a pretty good chance that High Rocks, if if they're strung out for another 6 to 12 months like this, may have to shut down. Like, these are things that are all starting to pop up that, that are, like, just were huge parts of my life. And whoever's there to kind of catch the people um, as they're all falling, they're going to be the ones that grow. So, watch Triathlon. I have, I have a couple guys I'm, I'm coaching right now that are doing Ironman. And uh, because the nature of a triathlon is a time trial. So you're essentially segregated through the event by demand. You, you have to stay away from people, with the exception of the run and the swim. But for the most part, it can be controlled pretty well. And so those are the events that seem to be kind of hanging on. There's been events going off. Uh, there's an Ironman coming up, I think, in Arizona. That's not been canceled just yet. We were going to go to a 100-miler in Big Bear this weekend. Shut down because of fires. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that. Ultramarathoning is going to grow, I bet, because of this. Yeah, I think so, too. I think a lot of people are forced to get out and run where that normally they might not have. Well, you know how it is in OCR. OCR athletes tend to race rather than train. You know, they just, they're just so infected by the, the will and the want to go out there with their buddies and suffer a little bit. That they don't put any time into training that because they got an event schedule that they're racing every week. I used to be that way. <clears throat> yeah, well, you could get away with it. A lot of people can't. Yeah. You know. We used to do two races a weekend sometimes. Yeah, I know. Two to three races a month. Right. And we were the kind of people that were just hitmen for hire. You know, two hundred fifty dollars to two thousand dollars per race, and you know there were no sponsors back then. So if you're lucky, you're pulling away three to six k a month. And, you know, your expenses are hotels, like five guys staying in one hotel that cost 100 bucks a night, and flights that are maybe 150 to $450. Yeah, those are good old days, right? I miss it so much. I, I remember one time we raced in Atlanta. No, so we raced in, um, in outside of Chicago, and I was literally laying in a mattress that was, like, so decomposed through just, like, sweat and nasty activity that... I was like inside of the material of the mattress. <laughs> I was inside of it, and I was sleeping next to I think Bracken, and or Bracken or David Megida. I can't remember one of the guys, and it just was so filthy. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. Like I really just rubbed myself thin, and I actually had a pretty bad showing that race. It, I was I was it was the only time Bracken's ever beaten me, and he took first. I took second. I was, I thought I was gonna come in and clean clock. It was the first ever championship ever put on by Spartan Race, by the way. Besides the World Championship, it was their Super Distance Championship in 2013, and uh, it was disgusting. Almost that's over seven years ago. Pretty crazy, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when you and I first started doing stuff together and we talked about this. I had no, you're the first person that I, that I knew that was doing these races that was taking it seriously, where you were earning money doing this kind of stuff. I'd never heard of such a thing. Yeah, no, it was pretty stupid. I know, and uh, well, you, you it, thought it was stupid. I, I, I did. Yeah. No, I, you know, I won't argue with that. I, I, I had a couple people before you come and tell me that they were doing this kind of thing, and I tested them and did, did stuff with them, but I didn't give it any gravity. I just said, yeah, whatever. You know, like a lot of my friends at the time, it was triathlon, it was the running communities and stuff. Where that was really where I was vested, mm-hmm. and none of those people were giving this any energy. And I remember talking to people going, hey, dude, have you seen this? This is kind of cool. This is kind of getting big. And they gave me crap. They're just like, eh, no, that's going to go. That's not going to happen. Yeah, here we are seven years later, falling apart, uh, but not because of the sport but or interest in the sport because, you know, the circumstances being what they are. I mean, the interest in the sport's actually peaking higher than I think it's ever been. Maybe the participant numbers, like the, it was – Kind of like this mass participation number of people showing up to like a Spartan race or a Tough Mudder where they basically wanted to say like I go to a Tough Mudder and take a picture. But now the body of people that are consistently coming back is actually growing as the mass numbers kind of falling. So as I'm saying like maybe 5 million people sign up globally in the, in the year and maybe less than 10% of that become regular participants. Now that regular participant number is growing up to like the – 10 to 20 percent mark and it's dropping down to like maybe like two to three million a year globally and like when i get on the phone with sponsors they are they are hot to try they like we've been really been interested in getting an ocr this is a great opportunity like so many people are actually wanting to get more invested in this experience it's just unfortunate that the way things are hitting right now that it's not giving it like the room to breathe and actually grow in this in this time and I'm not going to lie, like, I'm not pointing fingers at any one company or person. I think that the capitalism involved in in today's day and age is just kind of shot to shit the actual experience and growth of the sport. People are saying, we're trying to take it to the Olympics, or we're trying to make this a professional sport, and I don't really think that they are. I think that they're using that as a marketing ploy, and... I've seen so much of my level of sport continue to get watered down more and more and more so that more people can get put through the course at a cheaper expense rather than putting on a higher level of professionalism so that it continues to grow in one direction rather than kind of grow in one direction. Well, I always thought the the idea of trying to push this into the Olympics was a bad idea to begin with. I think that... uh, Surfing's in the Olympics now. No, well, I understand, but but my point is from a from a directive. If you're like a producer of the sport, your money is going to be made in the masses. It's not going to be made in the elites. You know this. Sure. It's, and so people have fans, and people want to look up to guys like Hunter McIntyre and so on and so forth. Watch you do what you're doing. Show up at events that you show up at because they want to see what you're doing, whatever. But um, where Tough Mudder screwed up, I believe, is that when they started to kowtow to the, the professionalism, uh, putting big purses on, dumping a lot of money into the athletes, and kind of forgetting about the masses, the, the door got sucked up behind them. And I think that all the uh, inconsistencies in the process that Spartan put out uh, has affected them uh, negatively as well. Uh, there's been, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go into grave detail here, but, you know, there's negative 
thoughts about the organization among the elites. There was some boycotting going on about the monies and how much they were getting paid. I don't think there should be. They got steamrolled, by the way. I thought that was so funny. They are like, we're not going to sign up if you don't give us what yeah, we're yeah, worth. Right. And then Spartan was like, no. And then all of a sudden they're like, we'll sign up. We're sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, what the heck happened yeah, to you guys? Yeah. You were supposed to bond together to try to no, make something of this. No. Well, first of all, I don't think there should have ever been a, a pro team tied to a manufacturer, okay? So, like, there's not, like, the Iron Man pro team. There's not, like, the uh, whatever. It's, like, pick a the, – there's not the Boston Marathon pro team, right? No, there's I, just – there's I, I an event, it. and there's there's opportunity to compete, and there's opportunity to win. But that, that – it was – the pro team was born at the same time that social media was born. We're – like – these sports were born almost out of social media, CrossFit and Spartan Race, all this kind of stuff. So they wanted to have these poster children to be the face as they grew out, and they did. Well, that. they could. I mean, there's the, in soccer, there's the face of the sport. There's totally, guys, but soccer's been around forever. I'm right. just saying the reason why it came together like this, where they created the pro team for it, is because iPhones and Instagram and Facebook up like this. All of a sudden, our sport up like this, boom! They sandwich together like, wow, we should make this like a pro team thing and like really just push these guys and make them push our product all the time. And you know, I feel like we've kind of gotten away from the point, but what I was trying to say is like another part of this company coming together is I really want to take back the experience and give it to the athletes rather than all of a sudden try to keep on molding things to make it more profitable. If I do this product this year and it doesn't do as well as I want, I'm not going to all of a sudden ditch. Like I've already had a couple people in the company say like, hey, there's not enough equipment. People can't get a hold of equipment. Let's just make a non-equipment category. And I was like, no, no, that's not what I'm going to do. Like I'm not going to tell people because they don't feel comfortable doing the longer time trial that they only have to do 50% of the distance or because they don't feel comfortable doing the workouts with these weights or don't have access to it that we're going to make categories that don't allow people to do them. What I did instead was, is I said, hey, I'm creating a gym program now. I'm going to allow people create this whole cat, um, this like whole Rolodex of, you can go to our website now, you can click on uh, maps and it will show you everywhere in the world where you can go to a gym and go do these workouts for the whole month of November. And that way you have your equipment, and that way you don't have excuses. What's, what these companies have done is they've taken... Tough Mudder used to be a 10-mile race no matter what. And then they're like, well, you know, let's make a 5-mile to make some people happy. And then those people who aren't happy, let's make a 5K. And then those people who aren't happy, let's make a dog race. It went from a 10-mile and a 24-hour race down to ba 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 I don't think it's the pro category that destroyed them. I think it's the intention and integrity of what the business was just got, they just, instead of stoking the fire, they dumped water all over it. They're like, this is what we had and this is what people believe in. Let's just just dump this shit, try to make something completely new so we can win some new people. It's like they had a core category of people that love their product. World's Toughest Mudder was something that was growing so well and then all of a sudden they made the toughest and then they made, like they kept on just, dropping it down to make it more accessible to people and what happened was is somewhere along the line it just got watered down somebody has to come in and just put a stake in the ground and say this is what we are as a sport and this is what we stand for 
there's a couple events like the toughest event over in like Sweden and UK and everything like that. They haven't changed at all. They may not be extremely big, but they haven't like changed their marketing and storyline and obstacles and everything a thousand times to get more customers. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's like if anybody like myself is going to continue to have a career in this sport, people are going to need to start making a stand kind of like I am. Otherwise, we are going to see Tough Mudder go away. We're going to see Spartan Race somehow go away. Somebody else may come back up, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just, it's something I'm worried about and it's something I'm willing to work hard for because I believe in what I do. So right now, signed up for your event, yeah. elite category athletes of who you know, who do you think, if you had to bet on somebody, yeah. the line in Vegas, who is it? And don't say you. I'll win, obviously. Uh, no, I got. I just got off the phone with Nicole, and she's signing up. But you know, Nicole's a threat regardless. But she miracle. Wa- yeah, she wants to sign up Nell, her friend who went to the Olympic yeah, trials. Yeah. You know, the two runs that we have, I didn't tell them what the distances were. I just, regardless, I just know the kind of athlete she is. She's going to do extremely well. So she could be top three, top five, top ten in those. No. Yes. Even if these, I'm messaging every single day. I'm on the computer and I'm messaging Olympians. I'm messaging world class runners, trail runners, track runners, to try to bring them in. And there's going to be outliers who come in and win the events that she may get beat by. But she also can hang in the gym. She's very tough. I've seen her work out. She loves yeah, to work out tough. with all the guys. She's somebody who maybe on paper, like she's done one OCR event and she beat, um, she beat, she did two actually. She beat Nicole the first time and then the second time she came top ten. So. In her two shows, she went to a regular race in Temecula and did very well, and then she went to an NBC race and took top 10 or 15. She qualified for the Olympics for the marathon, didn't she? No, no. She didn't? No, she took ninth. Really? Ninth in the trials, which is still incredible. Um, So she could just be somebody who could do this and do insanely well, and all of a sudden it might spark her interest to get more involved in OCR. That's like another big thing that I want is, like, I want to see the... the unseen stars, unknown stars of our of like the industry or like the fitness world. When it comes to men, like you know, we also have Nicole. We also have Becca Hammond. I would say Becca Hammond's gonna be top three for sure. Alyssa Holly, if she's in good running shape, will be top three, top five. Um, she probably has the best standing of anybody to do well in the gym workouts because she used to be such a she's strong. She was so strong. She would just wreck everybody on the actual work portions and then yeah. the run portions. She would maintain herself. Through. And I think maybe the field's kind of gotten away and so running biased now that she's kind of taken a step back on that stuff. But if she she could crush this event. Um, when it comes to men, uh, I think you got your Ryan Atkins. He's just so diverse. Uh, I think you got your Ryan Kent. He's becoming very diverse. Um, I think... You know, because Kent's always been such an incredible runner. I think he just doesn't fare as well in the mountains because he's bigger. So now you take these two runs, they're going to be flat. I'm not asking anybody to run the hills unless you want to. Um, Bad move. Yeah. Uh, then you got Kempson could do really well. His brother Ryan Kempson's is like a, about the size of a wet rat, so he can't do anything. And uh, I think that, yeah, sure, he'll do well in running, but he can't. he'll, he'll fall apart on the strength stuff. Um... But the way it's designed is it's so well designed that I literally was like, one of our workouts is meant to completely be like the Spartan Beast. One of our workouts is meant to be completely like the 3K in, um, in OCRWC. 
They're designed perfectly. Now, you may see somebody like Ryan do very well in the runs and the 3K workout, but then all of a sudden the Spartan Beast, where he, it starts to get too hard on his, his body, his body type, he doesn't do as well. He's just not designed for that kind of stuff. He's not as hardy. So he'll fall back on that. And then all of a sudden his brother Matt will now all of a sudden excel. His brother Matt will probably beat him in both workouts, but now his Ryan is going to compete and do really well in the runs. And, you know, got people like Ian. Ian and Aaron Newell are really great runners. They came top four and five at Spartan Race Worlds, but they use their running capabilities to do well in the longer races. But I don't think either of them have been top five in an OCR or a big OCR event except for those long-distance ones. So I don't think they're going to do exceptionally well. They'll do well. Um, somebody like Ryan Atkins comes second place in TMX and also comes second place at Spartan Race World Championships. He could come top five in every single workout and that would put him towards a win. Um, Lindsay, uh, I think she could do well in top, top uh, the running workouts, and it depends on if she's been taking the gym seriously at all in this offseason. I see they like to post a lot about jogging and riding their bikes, so they'll be fit, but are they going to be hardy? I don't know. Um, but I think the people that we know are going to really show up. Well, VJ hadn't signed up yet, has he? Well, VJ, uh, I forgot to mention VJ. VJ was one of the people that I thought of, first of all, when I created this thing. Sorry. Um, VJ will take event one and probably just scorch it. And probably even event three, the running event, he'll scorch it too. Because it's just, it's it's not far enough for him to blow up, blow up but it's it's just at that range where you're reaching. And if you're, it's like, it's the difference between a very fast athlete and a very, like, fit endurance athlete. He'll just be about to break the border on that thing. I think he'll surprise you with his strength. I know that he's really strong. It's just you got to make moves like just like you would in an OCR event. Like you got to make moves that are going to save you from blowing up too soon, but also keep you from being safe and not all of a sudden. There's, I'll, I'll tell you right now. In some of the workouts, there's penalties. If you fuck something up, there's a penalty. So, like. If, if you don't time yourself properly and you don't allow your body to come in just like, you know what that limit is? If you go back into a 400 too soon, your lactic acid's still sitting in your, in your body and you can't push as hard on that second rep or whatever rep it is, like, you know, you, you'll put yourself in trouble. So it's a very analytical designed workout and all four of them will be very well balanced to see who the best are. Cool. You've alluded a couple times to about a three... 3K, 5K? Well, it's just easy for people to understand. I'll tell you right now, for the running workouts, everything's done in miles. I can't have anything out there where it's like a 3K, 10K, 15K, because too many people are just going to get confused. I need it to be hard. So when in Strava, when I see your last mile, I'm giving people hints, your last mile going hard, it's very easy for me to measure that. Anybody from Europe? Oh, yeah. I mean... If John, Al John Albin could come top three in both running events, top five in both running events, and then, you know, hold on and be very fit for the the two workout events, could easily be top three, top five. Um, you know, I got people like Chris Woolley from Australia, who's just an absolute monster. That kid came in and was like five minutes behind me on his first uh, High Rocks event. So, I mean, he did better than anybody else has on their first showing, I think, besides myself. So that guy's very, very fit. Um, you got 
I got a couple of the guys from South Africa are super good. Um, there's just always those guys like from the UK, giant, um, James Appleton, Germany, Germany. There's a lot of those guys like Luke from High Rocks. There's a lot of those guys. It's just outreach at this point. I'm on my phone so much, reaching out to athletes. Um, like there's a lot of CrossFit Games athletes doing it too. Uh, those are the kind of guys that could come and just destroy the two workouts and have to manage themselves properly on the runs, and they could do very well. Do I think they could win the whole thing? No. It's too well designed for OCR athletes. It's not like the CrossFit Open where they get big weights and crazy gymnastics. Right. But I will tell you that they could come and maybe take an event win and get paid handsomely for that. Um, that's pretty cool. But, you know, as I said, this sport is meant to be inclusive, not exclusive. I think CrossFit's kind of... When I went and did CrossFit last year, they were just assholes. Uh, the biggest dicks I've ever dealt yeah. with. And I've dealt with a lot of dicks. Hmm. Obviously enough, people listening to this are going to want to know where do they go to sign up for this and what is it going to cost them and whatever they need to know. So tell me. Pretty simple. OCRstars.com. Um, you can go to OCR Stars Official on Instagram. $30 to register. $100 for team. Uh... The team prize doesn't really start until we get to like that 7,000 person category. That's where we get to really double up on the cash prizes. Um, $30 sign up, as I'm asking most people, it's meant to be either a donation or participation. If you're a believer in the sport and you just want to see people be able to give back, I'm asking you to help support, sign up. You don't have to do the workouts. You can if you want to. If you want to participate and have that, that great burn again and feel like an athlete again, this is how to do it. Um... Cash prizes, we have guaranteed $31,000 cash prize where each workout, there will be a workout winner. The male and female get $1,000. And at the end of the whole thing, you get $5,000, $3,000, $2,000, $1,500 for the top five athletes. As soon as we go up to the next category, 7,000 athletes signing up, we're able to double down. Now we're at $70,000. And we start to give out money to teams. Then if we get to 10,000 athletes, I'm really pushing. I put like a big bonus there. Once we, from zero to 7,000, there's no growth in the cash prize because we have to cover all of our work expenses. Um, but from 7,000 to 10,000, that extra 3,000, we double the cash prize. Now it's 140,000, which I think will be the biggest cash prize ever given away in history, the history of sport, um, our sport. And then if we get to 20,000 athletes, we get $250,000 out. And I'm telling you, like, you know, it, everything increases. If we hit 1,000 teams, we're going to give away $20,000 to each team. If we hit 20,000 signups in total, we are going to be giving away $20,000 to each winning athlete, then 15000 for second place. Like, people are going to go from first place all the way to 10th place, and you're going to make a significant amount of money. Stupid question. Yeah. Is there going to be swag, like someone signs up and they want to buy a T-shirt or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So also, this wasn't meant to just be just for the pros. Um, I'm just trying to fund the pros because right, I know I got all that. of us yeah. struggling. Yeah. We're going to be going through age groupers all the way down to, like, we're trying to give everybody something. So age groupers are going to be getting, we're talking to Stra, uh, Sunto about giving watches right now. Pure Spectrum is giving out all the CBD products. We talked to Darn Tough. They're going to be giving out socks and stuff. You can go on our website, and you, when you sign up, you can buy an OCR Star shirt. This is not OCR Star shirt, but 
you can buy anything. You can uh, basically kind of represent us by that. Um, but, dude, if you're one of the age groupers qualifying, you're going to get some sick gear. Bear Complex, they're coming on. They make all the best gym equipment. I've been wearing the grips for years because so much pull-up and grip training that we do. I love that stuff. Weight belts, backpacks, all the kind of shit that will help you get to the gym or get to a contest um, feeling good and looking good. Companies like that are helping out a ton. Just talked to Athletic Brewing this morning. You guys could get some of the most delicious non-alcoholic beer on the planet. That's not even a consideration. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I, di- I never thought about non-alcoholic beer until I tried theirs. I, I grew up with my dad. He stopped drinking for a while, and he was we were drinking. Like, he'd bring O'Duels. And oh, God, I hate that stuff. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So I, I literally I, I just signed off non-alcoholic beer. I was like, this is a joke. It tastes terrible. I don't want anything to do with it. Dude, they make non-alcoholic IPAs. Like, sometimes I just love the flavor of an IPA. I'm not trying to get drunk. I'll just sit down and have one with dinner. Well, I don't I don't ever, ever drink beer to get drunk. Yeah, but I'll just, I'll, I'm, I'm not even promoting them. I'm just telling you the yeah. damn truth. Like, we, we, I've gotten no financial gain in this. Like, it's just incredible stuff. I went to my for, home for 4th of July, and my, my brother's wife is pregnant, and uh, she was drinking uh, athletic brewing all the time. You know I'm not drinking. I know. I'm proud of you. I'm not trying. Uh, listen, I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to hold this over your head. No, I'm I know. Not, well, I'm just saying that I. I uh, I'm not giving it up, but well, I'm certainly taking a break. I take a break all the time, dude. Sometimes well, you just I need used to get to. lean and mean and crank dude, the I used to. Bit. I used to take a break every January first. I'd go 90 days, no alcohol, behave myself. Oh my god! And dude. get fit as shit. If, if you make it 90 days, I'll take you to the nicest steakhouse in town. It's already not going to work because I already. Put, my wife and I are going to go. Don't uh, just don't drink. Dude, I'm not going to go to Vegas and not drink. Because, first of all, my wife's going to look forward to having some cocktails. And I'm not going to sit there and go, you know, I'll have an espresso or a, give me a cranberry and water. I'm not doing that. So, I get it. But when I get back home, I'm getting back on the, on the, on the plan. Just stretch it another 90 days. Uh, dude, I am bent on getting into the clothes that are in my closet. A whole new wardrobe. OCR Stars, OCRStars.com. 30 bucks to register. The event starts November, November 2nd. 2nd. Yep. And, uh, hey, what else you got to do? Sign up, show up, show us what you're made of. That's our motto. All right. Well, that's it, folks. If you enjoyed what you heard just now, I'd love for you to follow us on Instagram at D-I-A-Z-H-P. Till next time.